Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today, like normal, is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And we are recording this on New Year's Eve because our fantastic New Year's Eve plans included... Um, watching movies, eating dinner, and then there's this big gap between when we actually like going to two hour gap. Yeah, it's like a two hour gap between when we actually want to do the like the end of the year podcast. Uh, well, not the end of the year podcast. Like the sorry, the end of the year celebrations, and then yes. there's a there's a slot for a podcast. So I just want to say thank you, thank you to everyone for listening this year, um, and happy new year because happy I'm sure new year. Very few people are going to listen to this now on New Year's Probably Eve. Probably not, um, depending but, on when you post it. Well, uh, well, I'll see about posting it. I'll backdate it so it looks like it's posted, uh, you know, <laughs> before midnight tonight. So it looks like... Because it'd be good to get this in before the end of the year, if you sure. know what I mean. Because this is about a book that we read. We can then do another bo- one tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do another one. New Year's Yeah, a podcast. Happy New Year. So this is a Happy New Year's Eve podcast. If you hear um, the fireworks going off, it's because we live in Germany. And Germany becomes a, a war zone in it terms does. of fireworks going off on New Year's Eve. A bit less maybe this year because there was a ban on fireworks sales. Great ban. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I can literally hear can, it going off. People went to Poland and bought stuff in Poland. Um, so a few things that I want to just clear up before at the end of the year. We have a new Hugula um, novel. Oh, do we? Yes. Um, a few years ago, back in 2014 or t- 13 or 14, we did a, uh, I did a program to review on the read, if I haven't re- read before, um, uh, and also review on the podcast, all of the novels which had won both of the Hugula, no, the Hugo Award and the Nebula Award. Right. And we did a reading series of that and we did an introduction to it where we talked about the p- project. Well, then I read all the books except a few of them because I never got through Blackout and All Clear and <laughs> the Doomsday Book and a few others. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but it was so a project. It was a project that I went through, and uh, so yeah, I'd I'd done Dune, Left Hand of Darkness, Ringworld, God themselves, Rendezvous with Rama, which will come up later in this you, book. No, no, you need to the speak Dispossessed, slower. The Forever War, Gateway, Dream Snake, Fountains of Paradise, Startide Rising, Neuromancer, Ender's Game, Speaker for the Dead, Doomsday Book, um, Forever Peace, American Gods, which I'd never finished, Paladin of Souls, The Yiddish Policeman's Union, which I didn't finish, The Wind-Up Goal, Blackout All Killer, which I hardly started and didn't finish, among others, which I didn't finish. And then, as we were doing that project, another book won both of them. That was Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie. Oh, right. Since then, The Stone Sky by N.K. Jemison has won both novels, and I read and reviewed that. Is that the second or the third? I think. I don't remember which series. one it is, but oh, it's okay. it's the it's not the fifth season, but it's one of those fifth season books. Right, yes. I don't remember if it's yeah. the first one, or the second one, or the third one. Or I think all three of them won the Hugo Awards, but you know, whichever one of Only them also one. won the, the <laughs> Nebula Award. Right. Next up is The Calculating Stars by Re- Mary Robinette Kowal, yeah. uh, which I read and I'm not going to talk about because I, Good. for all mankind, washed that out of my system, but there you go. Um and then the, this year, there's been another one, which is Network Effect by Martha Wells, which we did a review of, but I haven't read. Yes. But now it's won the Hugula. Now you're inclined. And now I'm inclined to read it. Okay. Um, so uh, that I might get to that next year, just because it, it was just like last weekend, wasn't it? Or like two weeks ago, whenever they did yes. it. It was like yeah. in, in December. Yeah. And that was for the 2021 novel. Really? Wait. No, but that came. It must have come out last year. Anyway. Whatever it is, whatever whatever year they say it was winning the award, so that's won the that's won the Hugula in twenty twenty one. But I guess those books are selected from books that were published in, in 2020, 2020. 2020. So yeah. let's see. I mean, it might only be six months until the next book 
does this you know the book that was released this year which is which is going to be the in book the fad book the one that all the fans get behind so right. uh, yeah i just thought it would be a fun fun little uh, update there to talk about the awards that there has been since 2014 some hugo nebula award winners some that hugo winners as well and um, somebody on the sfbrp listener group over on goodreads um yeah. posted a new thread which is top three sci-fi books i read in 2021 Okay. And I thought this would be a fun thing for me just to go back through the 2021 of reading and uh, and just mention some of the books that I either gave high ratings to or low ratings to. So the books that I'm most enthusiastic about. Um, Soren said The Space Between Worlds um, and then The Sentinel Sentinel Cycle, technically a trilogy, which is by... Um, by Malka and Older, which I haven't read, but that's a that's a, a trilogy there, and also the Wind Up Girl, um, because they're read in 2021 rather than came out yes. uh, in 2020 yeah. or new books as yeah. well. So the Wind Up Girl by, well, actually I can just click on it and it'll come up here, won't it? And that is by Paolo Bacigalupi, which I've also read and funnily enough was there on the list of uh, joint hugo yeah, yeah. it was on the hugo awards there from yeah, 2010 when you mentioned it i remember that uh, that came up in that list yes that. so uh, so there you go so books uh, so that's the top three science fiction books so i just made a list I, it's very easy for me to do this because i just look through the the books that i read this year it turns out i've read 36 novels this year Pretty which good. is although to be honest i haven't because some of them you started you, and no yeah some of them i didn't finish some right. of them i did started and didn't finish and then didn't review yes uh, so they just don't even they don't even get a mention in the list some of yeah. them i started didn't finish and also reviewed um some of them though you reviewed and i didn't review so you read them and i didn't review them. one no no there, few, there was a few books there was a few okay. books which are on this list that i didn't recognize that i think you read and i didn't okay um, interesting Maybe even even like Martha watched. Wells, the the Murderbot one, like yes. again, I never actually read that. I, I read the first two of the novellas, anyway. Yes. Um, so uh, out of those ones, the ones that got you know four stars and above, which I think are worth mentioning here, is again the Space Between Worlds by Micaiah Johnson, which was also right. on Soren's list there. Yes, um, I gave it four and a half stars. Unfortunately, now I don't remember all that much about it because we mentioned it on the previous podcast, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the one where the parallel worlds. Yeah, and you can uh, only have one of your. Yeah, and it was only when I. I actually remembered reading it that it started coming back to yeah. me like it, it's, it's one of those books now I remember it about it but if you'd have said which book did you give four and a half stars to this year I wouldn't have picked that book out even though I, I do remember really enjoying it yes. also Kim Stanley Robinson The Wild Shore which is the you know the, the Three Californias trilogy yes. which is a paper book which I've had sitting in the uh, in the bookshelf since uh, 2011 when I bought it when I was right. over in California although I think I bought it in Portland whatever so it was it's Close been sitting enough. on my shelf and then it became available <laughs> on the Audible Free Library. So I finally got round to it and and I completed that trilogy this year, reading that, or reviewing the trilogy, even though I, I'd read them before. But uh, okay. there you go. So that's, that was my one of my five-star books, or the only five-star book that I, the only book that I gave five stars to this year. Um, Piranesi um, was back on episode 458. I gave that four stars. And then when you read it and reviewed it, um, I also listened to the entire audiobook again and gave it four stars again. Weirdly enough, that's the book which has stuck with me the most this year. Oh, really? Or one of the books that stuck with me the most because it was a new, it's like a new find and I found it delightful. However, both times I read it, only four stars. And there's many other books that I only gave four stars to. But that's, weirdly enough, now some of the books that you don't, I don't enjoy reading so much at the time uh, it's Hind like, in, it, in yeah. what what keeps the, yeah, the, what the sticks bits around. that stick in your brain about a, it. A book that we both really really liked was Absolution Gap by Alistair Reynolds, which is the third book in the Revelation Space 
series, which was kind of an accidental read for yeah. this autumn because we're like, oh, a new Revelation Space book's come out. Let's go back and you read the book that you're in between that you've yeah. not read yes. and me reread it yeah. for the first time or the second time. I that can't was, remember. Again, that was I, a really good yeah. one. Um, and then... Uh, and then also I gave four and a half stars to Samuel R. Delaney's The Einstein Intersection. But again, it only gets four and a half stars for the, after the second time through that I read it. The first time through, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, mm, two and a half, three stars. And yeah. then the second time through, I'm like, oh, four and a half stars. So right. those are the books that stand out. It's more than three books, but, you know, there, there's there, there's some uh, interesting, uh, an interesting selection of various weird is it some of them are fantasy some of them are science fiction some of them are parallel worlds and others <laughs> although two parallel world books there anyway um in the bottom three i thought i'd include these as well i actually finished both of these books scott meyer uh grand theft astro we oh. reviewed that on 464 i get we gave that one star yeah and you also listened to that also kate hope day in the quick i gave 0.5 stars to <laughs> did you read that one as no. well i can't remember no. but the only reason i read that that was episode 451 the only reason i read that is because the front cover is a is a painting by a a science fiction book review podcast listener right. uh, jeremy geddes and i have like three of his prints hanging on the wall including the front art. cover yeah. of of the, the in the quick so the yeah. only reason i read that was because of that and then yeah um, but that's like literally went by the the saying of uh, don't read no don't judge yeah, a book judge by, by its, its cover because it's one of my favorite pieces of artwork yeah. in my home and in this way it of was the, the few opposite. pieces of artwork in my home which some of them are i mean there's just prints you know although yeah. limited edition prints yeah. look that up They're very nice you know how much that costs now money 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 money, money. Uh, <laughs> a lot of money and then there's a few books which were, i didn't finish but got read enough of them to review and one of them was uh yunha lee phoenix extravagant which i think was the last episode yes there was yes. the last episode uh gave one star to and then david wellington the last astronaut I, we gave oh, yeah. 0.5 <laughs> stars to which mm. you started as well didn't yep. you as well um and I think that was a suggestion. Was that a suggestion to one of our Patreon listeners, uh, Patreon supporters? I think it was. Yes. Maybe it was. I just want to say thank you very much to all our Patreon supporters, our SFBRP listeners, who also have supported us via Patreon. Yeah. Um, uh, we've not mentioned this recently, but uh, I mean, thank you very much to all those people. But also, if you um, do uh, support us at the uh, $25 a month level at any point, we will, uh, we- you get to pick a book for us to review. Yeah. Um, and because there's a there's a, a Patreon level called You Decide the Topic or You Pick the Topic, which was specifically for jugglers to decide if they want a video essay about something or a, a juggling pod, specifically juggling podcast about something or video or whatever. Um, so uh, or live stream. And but now we now, uh, of course, we opened it up to science fiction book review podcast listeners too. And it's it. been great. Uh, yeah, it's been fantastic. We, we did get to one. Unfortunately, one of the books that someone suggested, we did uh, not get a part and we didn't get very far into it. And we gave it 0.5 stars. But uh, well, oh, no, no. Was. Yeah, I think that was it, wasn't it? Um, I'm not so sure. I think it was Philippa suggested that one. No, but uh, was that the second? Because I remember the first one was Brookmeyer. What? Brookmeyer. It might have been last year. Okay. Yeah, Char- there, there was a Charlie Brockmeyer or something that you read and I didn't get into it. Yes. I'm not sure. Either way, don't worry about it. But I just want to say thank you very much to all our Patreon supporters. And yes. if you want us to read a book, good or bad, um, I've actually now indirectly uh, said thank you to Sid, who is one of our longtime Patreon supporters. Thanks, Sid. Um, and he's become up on the podcast a, a few times, trying to kickstart one of his own podcasts. But <laughs> yeah. he's like a he's, so busy. he's like tenure track professor. Oh, he gosh. just doesn't have so time much for work. it. Uh, but he, one of his favorite books from last 
last year was uh, Machinehood, and so that's the book that I'm almost finished with now. So oh, that'll good. be uh, that'll be the first episode of next year. We'll talk about Machinehood. Okay. And I've got strong thoughts about that. Okay. No, 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 not bad thoughts. I mean, some bad thoughts. <laughs> Interesting uh, mixed, thoughts. Strong mixed strong feelings. Mixed strong feelings. mixed feelings. It's it's one of those books where I'm like, so much of this is great, and also others time I'm like, someone needs to tell this person how to tell a story about the great stuff that's in this story. Anyway, we'll get onto that later. Um, I just want to talk one more time about David Wellington, the last astronaut, though, because right. this is the last astronaut was a book about, hey, there's a, an alien object that's come into the solar system right. and is now orbiting out past the orbit of Mars. And what we're going to do is we're going to send out some, uh, you know, two small crafts or two one one small ex- exhibition, exp- sorry, exhibition, expedition out there with some trained astronauts and also some, you know, other specialists. And they're going to go out there and they're going to like sidle up to this alien object in space and they're going to break inside and they're going to see what's there. And it's a weird shaped spaceship. Yeah. And at the time we're like, all right, so you're just doing Rendezvous with Rama. And actually, no, because, you know, there might be dangerous aliens in there. Um, so it's, it's also feeling feeling a bit like um uh, i made some other notes here as well ian by greg bear and also blind sight by peter watts you know that's where they go yes. out that's yeah. way different kind of Quite thing as well different. but the idea of that there's you know you go somewhere and i think in that book aliens turn up and it becomes sort of like gribbly aliens i don't kill remember off one if i even no, got that we far. didn't get that far because it was it was terrible it was like <laughs> yeah. again it, we gave it oh. 0.5 stars the lowest rated book that we finished except for in the quick anyway this all brings us to today's book i mean we've gone on long but it's the end of the year and i wanted to i wanted to do an, a, a wrap up the end of the this year kind of thing this is why you speak so fast to get it all just in just get it all the way oh i didn't I realize i'm speaking quickly you, you are speaking i just want to get through because normally fast also i've had a we, yes. i had a glue vine and two glasses of wine yeah. and i just and don't drink do alcohol we still have the time i mean it's it's still time you don't need to rush i am not rushing so okay backstory of the book that we're going to do today yes everybody knows it for people who don't know it if this is the first episode that you've ever listened to of the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast, first of all, I'm sorry. Normally we get to the book before 14 minutes in. Um, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> no, normally we get to the book earlier. But so often, so often I'll do like a, a long elliptical. It seems like a it's, it's like a long tangent or something completely disconnected. But actually, no, it's connected. Yeah. Um, and in this case, all of the books that we've done, so, all of these bits that I've done so far have been connected in some way. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's the legend. Various books which have become almost long-term memes or tropes that we bring up on the book. One is um, Ab- Absolution Gap. On the Gap. podcast. Uh, on the podcast. Yeah. So what did I say? On the book. On the book. So books that we bring up on the podcast. One of them is Absolution Gap being the, one of the books that I started the science fiction book review podcast for because I started reading it for like the fourth time and was like, oh, I've read this book before. And not only that, I, I, remember, re- I remember reading this past the prologue and going, oh, I've read this book before. So I'd obviously started it, you know, three times or whatever yeah and i was like i need a way to keep track of books and so began the science the fiction podcast. book podcast yeah. of a way just for me to have a list of books that i've read of course this was before goodreads but now you know goodreads is really easy um and but you a way still of talking have a, about it. A, a list on the website yeah i still do there's an episode list there um the uh, another book which comes up was unfortunately um uh, uh, what was it? Not, uh, Finity's, Finity's End, but it wasn't Finity's End. It was Down Below Space Station. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the last book that I read before I started the science fiction beat. It just it missed the cut because I started in January 2008 and that was like the last book that I read in 2007. Before that. Yeah, mm. and I got those books mixed up and I only just realised that it was it was never it was never Down Below Station. Nope, it was and always you Finity's made me End. read it. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. 
Um, uh, another and some other books like that kind of thing. These yes. these books that from Luke's past, where like, oh yeah, that was always my favorite book. Yeah. Like one of my favorite authors, but I've never got around to reading them because like since the science fiction book review podcast came out, one of the books was a book that I didn't remember the name of. Yeah, and, and you, a, you sent out help messages. I kept on saying, and this, this was like a decade-long query for me. I'm like, all right, back in episode like 68 or whatever, I was like, all right, there's a book which I'd like to read again because I remember reading it as a kid or as a teenager or whenever. Yeah. It's a book where there's some, uh, so, something comes in and it, it comes comes in from outside the solar system and orbits out past the um orbit of uh you know out past saturn turns out it's not out past saturn it's out past mars uh and then two apollo era um spaceships uh go out to you know to go and rendezvous with it you know kind of rendezvous rama kind of style yeah the main characters of a doctor at the start of the book he has to transfer from one apollo era spaceship across to the other one across 10 kilometers of space between the spaceships and see someone and fix a medical pro- pro- uh, problem and then come all the way back and then they get on board the spaceship and there's adventures and there's like different kinds of aliens and one of the aliens is like a blanket alien like an alien which feels and looks like a <laughs> blanket and i was like what is this book and like 10 years later suddenly someone finally posted you know actually said Somebody what that actually... book was in fact it would be here actually in sfbrp listeners they helped what, you out was wasn't that they the... believed you of your misery let me click on more discussions and i think it's one of those things where people just don't say it because they think oh somebody must have already told them yeah uh, and it turns out uh, it wasn't. And oh, actually, so somebody must have just emailed me this because I actually looking now on the SFBRP listener discussion. Do you know the science fiction novel with question mark? And Marcel asked for a book and uh, and it was Deepness in the Sky or whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah. And then I was like, how about this one? And it's, you know, and then I was like, this is one of them. So in about 2004, but the book may have been way, way older. I read a novel about a crewman. Why do I say about 2004? Because now I'm reading this. Uh, like, it feels like it's, I read it longer ago than that. The protagonist, the doctor, at one point he has to float between two spacecraft for medical emergency. One of the alien species on board is like a sentient blanket. Help me. Uh, and it, I was asking about that for, for many years, but finally somebody emailed it to me. Yes, um, and it was the correct book. Yeah, but I want to give the person credit. Now I'm going to type in all now, now it's... judgment fled. Yeah. Was it an email? Uh, 30th of May, someone said... Um, yeah, sent for... Oh, no, that's somebody sending me uh, a, a copy. Uh, why does it... All... I wish it would. Uh, I hate judgment. This is the worst thing ever. But listen to the uh, things. Uh, no, I can't find it. I, so I don't that. even know. Who, maybe it was on Twitter. But again, Twitter is impossible to search for. Yes. Sorry, I, I should have looked this up beforehand. I can't credit the person who worked out what the book was after me asking about this for 10 years on the Science Fiction Book Podcast. It's, Still, thank you so much. It's all judgment fled. It came, yeah, it came it, out. It's all judgment James fled. James White. By James White. Now, it turns out I have read other novels by him. But oh. didn't you know because I'd forgotten who it was? Of course, he has this. The, he has a series of books called The Surgeon General, which is another thing where someone's a, a, a doctor and it's like in a hospital for aliens and there's medical emergencies. <laughs> and things. That sounds fun. But I, I, coming back to me now, it's probably they were probably fix-up novels with like short stories yeah. put together or whatever. So here we go on uh, on Wikipedia. Um, 
uh, yeah, in such books as Hospital Station, Star Surgeon, Goodreads. Oh, Goodreads. Mm. James White has built an enviable reputation as a science a writer of science fiction about the future of medical science and what may be like to treat and care for a staggering, staggering variety of alien life forms. Um, but that's not what this book is about. No, uh, it's, I, I just listened to it and I thought, like, wait. Are you reading out the blurb for this book? The thing is, I think he was so he was much more famous for those other books, and this book isn't part of those series. No. But the main character is the ship doctor or one of the doctors. Yeah, uh, and it is about aliens and some a bit of yes, you know, a little medical bit. care for aliens. But really, what the synopsis of this book is is exactly what, what I said it is. This book is from 1968, so this is pre Rendezvous with Rama. Right. It's pre Aliens, which is you know this has got that kind of like gribbly aliens taking over, killing people off one at a time. People stuck on a ship trying yeah. to get through. Like there's lots of small cubby holes and fleeing from things. Yeah. Um. So all that's going on too. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, but that is. I mean, I do. It's one of these weird things that this book is. I built up this book to be such a big book in my life. You did. Turns out it's not a big book in my life. The frustration of not knowing what the book was 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 the, the big thing. was the big thing. Yeah. And so I ordered it from Amazon. It came Have from... Have it here in my hand yeah, as it was, a physical It was object. like seven euros. No, it wasn't from Amazon. It was from, you know, bookantiquita.de. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah. Antiquariat book. Yes. It's like 150 pages. It's a paper book, yeah. uh, which I'll talk we, about in a second. We both read this paper we, book. But I read it and then I gave it to Juliana and she read it because it's not available as an audiobook. It's not available as an ebook because this book, it's not an important book. It's, a, it's just a book. But you can totally see if like another author read that and was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do um, a book which is about people like a spaceship coming in yeah. and there's no communication. So we've got to send a small crew out to that. Maybe there's like earlier examples and there probably is, but in the like in the earlier like pulp novels or whatever you do, this was, this was published as a series, as a serial book in, um, I don't know, some, you know, in some short story compilation over time. And then it was all, you know, it was collected together into a single novel. What this novel say? first appeared as a serial in If Magazine. If Magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... 1967 by Galaxy Publishing Corporation. Right, and then the novel was first published in 1968, probably, you know... 69, put, yeah. Put together. So the copyright yeah. by James White is in 1969. Yeah. And it first appeared... I'm just saying, late 60s, yeah. this is, the you know, it, it, this is the, the era of this kind of book where people are going, oh, what would it be like if this... Now, I want to just talk on, uh, touch on a few points, how dated this book is. Yes. First of all, Juliana just mentioned it. Oh, I want to pick out the, the only mention of the woman in the book. Uh, are you going to do a reading? Yeah. Okay. Because it stood out. Like the whole book. Yeah. You have things happening with yeah. six men. Yeah. And le- listen, this is the only time, the only ever time a woman is mentioned. Um, what idiot? Now, it's just this name, the, the guy, the yeah. doctor switched off the radio, feeling angry and a little frightened. What idiot had been responsible for turning a woman psychologist loose on the Prometheus control transmitter? Mm. This is it. This yeah. is the mention of the woman. Yes, there is one character who is female and she is referred to as the woman psychologist and is and that people are called an idiot. So that's one thing is that everyone's male, everyone's white, everyone's male. And, you know, they're all test pilots and, you, yeah. you know, physicists. As 1960s yeah. something, you can think of yeah. a- astronauts. Uh, another thing which makes it super, super dated 
is the uh, technology mm. involved, which I don't mind at all because <laughs> I think it's fantastic that all the technology, it's like this was written during the Apollo era, like they're sending yeah. up spaceships. Nobody, people haven't even walked on the moon yet. Yeah. And they're like, okay, after the moon, the Russians are going to Venus, but the Americans are going to go to Mars. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to divert stuff from, you know, from uh, the Mars mission. We're not mm. going to go to the Mars and land on Mars. We're going to use those same spaceships. And we're going to go out and hit this point where this alien spaceship has come in. Yeah, it says... Um, 600 no 60 million miles from earth mm -hmm. yes so out past out past is Mars. that where the l2 point is no 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 that, that's uh that's a million mile i don't know i'm not i'm now saying that because of the james, james webb telescope it launched and it's not Yay! broken um so uh, so yeah that's another thing that is 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 very dated but i really like that because it's sort of like okay if there is an emergency in space mm -hmm. how would you get from one thing because it's always drives me crazy in the science fiction movies when two spaceships are going to the same place or even just in visualizations it's sort of like they both set off from earth and then they're on their way and that you can always see one ship from the other you know the, yeah. one of the worst examples is the movie armageddon where two shuttles take off next to each other yeah. and they're literally flying up they're like they're like a, a hundred meters apart in the air <laughs> like, they don't need to be that why are they that close don't put them that close they don't need to be that anyway here it's i love the scene where they're like actually if you want if you're sending two spaceships to the same place at the same time even if you get them as close together as you possibly can it's still uh, they're still 10 kilometers apart yeah. and it's going to take a long time to get between them and the technology you need to get between one ship and the other is like scary and dramatic and yeah. I actually really like that it, section. Like a human cannon in, in Yeah, yeah, you've got, you got to catapult someone <laughs> catapult, across from one yeah. ship to the other because you don't want to use a uh, propeller. It reminded me a bit, that scene reminded me a bit of like these, um, this in, in the circus where they have the the, the, yeah. the human cannonball. No, no, but it's not, it isn't a cannon. It's more no, of like a launcher not, rack. Yeah. It is more a catapult. Yeah but it felt like this kind of oh, you, you strap yourself in and then yeah. you put your arms this way and yeah. then it's uh... hold on don't spin round <laughs> yeah. um, so that's another thing which makes it feel very dated yeah. another thing that makes it very, feel very dated is the Cold War specifically nuclear um, paranoia yeah. and like uh, because right at the start of the book, one of the one of the things at the start, we're like, oh, does one of these does one of, in in one of that first episodes, you know? Because like I said, this was this was published in sections, yes, and you can definitely tell where some of those sections. Like, it feels like three sections, and yeah. the first one is getting to the spaceship, and there's this one figure who's very paranoid, and they're like, there's a there's a nuclear bomb on one of these ships, and the reason why we're so far apart is that if one of the ships gets there earlier, the other the other one the other spaceship can set off the bomb and blow it up and the the alien spaceship and it but weirdly enough because that plot is like because it's a fix-up novel it almost reminds me of you know when we were talking about david brin and the postman where it's like it felt very very much like, like a, here's one yeah. short story here's one story and here's another story and here's a third story mm -hmm. but a lot of the stuff that happened in the third story you're like oh that doesn't actually carry over to nope. the next one and that all of that nuclear war paranoia didn't really carry over there wasn't even to, more conversation about it later no. on nothing and because I kept on waiting, sort of like as some of them die off and our main character is there, I kept on t expecting him to turn to one of the others and say, "All right, tell me, like, do you, did you did Prometheus Control ever tell you that there's a, a nuclear bomb on this? Because we need to know that now because it was okay when it was a long way away, but now we've got all the spaceships together in this one place. Yeah. Sh should we like? I need to know if there's a nuclear bomb here that yeah. can be set off remotely. Never from mentioned Earth. again. Never mentioned again. 
The next thing, though, in that next section, or and actually all the way through to those sections, the thing that's happening in the 1960s when this was written was, uh, you know, it felt very much like, okay, the Vietnam War is going on. Mm. And the people who are trying to win the war are back in America. But we're the soldiers on the front line right. in the ship. And yeah. we're the ones here, you we're know. We're doing the yeah, things. Yeah, we're the ones who are no. being harried from all directions. Mm-hmm. Like the Viet Cong is right here. Mm. You know, we're the ones on the front line we it should be us up to us mm-hmm. to like talk like it, to, to come up with the tactics that we're using in the plans and battle plans and it can only really be up to the people in the front because because there's a massive delay of transmission right so yeah. it's it's like it's not like now when you can just raise your phone and give directions immediately um in this in this in this novel there's a of course there's a delay and then so they, they are they are they're having to do their own literally judgments and decision makings yeah i'm just looking up now the like the more of the timeline of the vietnam war and like when this book was written it said that the vietnam war is from 1955 to 1975 so like 19 years five months or something um so this was written what did we say 1967 1967 mm. so yeah 1966 um there was a um north vietnam yeah the bombing strategic bombing campaigns the tet offensive was right there in 1968 you know uh, mm. 1968 losing over uh, 50,000 men um uh on the american side you know so yeah. uh, it recruitment does, it uh, does feel a bit like a war book yes and that that's sense. what i'm saying this yeah. book is like like the forever war and these other books which are like mm. either they're about vietnam in a way which like you could read that now and completely miss it mm. but we, it felt satirical mm. how bad the commanders were back home yeah there's these long messages from the commanders back mm. home saying stop giving us bad news because we're fighting a propaganda war here yeah. you you can't just talk about what's happening. You yeah. can't say that people, you can't say that your crewmates are dying and you can't say how dangerous the enemy is because the people back here on earth, like there's, you know, there's protests in the street and it's all about public opinion to be yeah. able to wage the war abroad. Yeah. And it felt almost farcical to me or like, like it felt over the, it felt like over the top satire until you remember like, when was this book written again? Oh, this yeah. is Vietnam War era, and and also stuff. the 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 point about the psychology in this book is big is a big thing. Yes, there's a lot about talking about psychology and and influence or the mind yeah. things. Well, yeah, because again, the, the the main character is a doctor, and a lot of what he's then doing is like psychological warfare yeah. on his own crew in yes. some cases, yes. and the entire and also. To well, the commanders back yes, on earth. Yes, and the commanders back on earth. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of him being a doctor. It's some some part about patching up wounds, but most of it is about morale and you know all that say like you know post traumatic stress and yeah. uh, even though that's not actually it's not mentioned by name, but you know you no. get the characters who got shell shock. I don't even know if they know by then about post post traumatic stress syndrome at that point. Yeah. Um. But they do know. But that's about, very relevant for uh, Vietnam uh, yes. people. Like, they by then uh, humanity has a lot of knowledge about what war does to people and their minds afterwards so i yeah, uh, yeah that it plays a big big role and this is why it, it, also one of the things that i thought was like torture even to me 
um, was this section where th what they did is they, they had these lectures that they had to listen to. Remember that? Yeah, that that and, felt and very psychological oh, uh, control. Goodness. That was like, yeah. And I thought like, oh, my God, that is crazy. And they had these kind of broadcasts that they had to just listen to and they couldn't turn it off, really. And um, so that was quite. And what are you looking up now? I'm now just we looking up James talk. White, the author. Okay. Uh, it turns out he was a, a Northern Irish author of science fiction uh, novels. He was born in Belfast and returned there after spending some early years in Canada. So mm. I was just looking up to see, like, is he American or like what? What's his background? Okay. Uh, it says what White abhorred violence and medical and other emergencies were the sources of dramatic tension in his stories. The mm. Sector General series regarded as de as defining the genre of medical science fiction. Okay. As, as uh, and as introducing a memorable crew of aliens mm -hmm. uh, um so yeah he I doesn't mean, he doesn't have a, a big standing but you know those sector generals ones were you the, know quite the main well guy, guy is, is called mcculloch mcculloch yeah uh so yeah probably irish descent of some kind scottish maybe scottish. i'm not sure mcculloch sounds more irish to me even though it's got a muck right there in it i don't know for some reason i, I was i always thought of him as some kind of boston guy you know yeah. like some american I, for some, I also thought this was uh, all american stuff oh yeah but anyway i'm just saying here's a um uh yeah i mean in this book these are americans yes oh yeah yeah so, it's very american it's very gung-ho so, american so i think he does play with the Vietnam War, yeah. even though he might not He's be. Not. What I'm saying is that the involved. satire about it, like the gung ho yeah. Americanness of it, yeah. is always tongue in cheek yeah, yeah. and always kind of snide. He's making fun of it. Okay, another dated thing about it, which I wanted to bring up, is also that psych psychology stuff. Yeah. That like that psychology is going to be the big like the big dunamon, the big climax of the book mm. is. You know, you're talking about recorded, hearing the recorded lectures back from Earth. Mm -hmm. That's our main character. I thought it was quite interesting that he gave a lecture back. Like he's like, well, I've recorded all of this. Yeah. Now transmit this back. And so, so as he's talking his way through mm -hmm. the psychology of the aliens and the psychology of the humans and how they can interact and help each other out. Yeah. The main action climax of the book is happening being interrupted by passages from his <laughs> uh, from his <laughs> thesis statement about yeah. what the situation is which turns out to be correct yes um and but it, it's an interesting thing that it's all of it is framed by like all of the the action at the end of the novel is framed by the psychology the psychology yeah. and, the, and him being a psychologist which yes. i thought was very interesting but very felt very 1960s uh, yeah. as well uh, another thing, and I think this is the final point that I want to make out of the book about how dated it is, okay. is how little happens in the book and how oh, it yes. feels like. And the, this the is pacing. what somebody... Oh my God. No, it's not just the pacing. No, I think, I think there's lots of pacing issues. His friend's reviews, Tom rated it three stars. He said, the first half was great. The second half was missing a twist or two to keep it interesting. Though reading this today likely suffers since so much of the originality has decayed into one genre tropes can definitely see the influences on alien and rama and mm. that's the main issue mm -hmm. with this book i think the reason why this book kind of always stood out to me or didn't always stood out to me, but as i was reading it it says here on the on the on the front cover of the book pass it over here to me so because i want to read it from this book rather than the one on 
says um 60 million miles from earth comma first contact in capitals uh you know uh, has been made you know capital f first capital c contact has been made in the book itself there's a reference to a science fiction book like the uh, the con- con- the characters in the book say look we're getting all these um lectures from earth but they're all lectures about science and what we need is those science fiction you know flimsies these you know pulp books that we've yep. read and one of them was even called first contact and now that's what we're going on to yeah. and it's funny that um when i was thinking back on this book this was this book was the earliest book that i could think of where the term first contact came up mm-hmm. and this is in a novel but it was mentioned in the book it was mentioning uh you know a story which looking actually at james white's uh, wikipedia page he was an editor of a you know of short story collections and right. magazines yeah. so he was probably the editor of a book called first contact uh-huh. you know if i looked on wikipedia saying first contact where what where does that term originally come from this is like like one of the earliest terms I could feel like that I could think about. So when you actually say, oh, there's a spaceship arrived and it's not broadcasting anything and we've got to send out a small group of people mm-hmm. out to the edge of the solar system or out to the edge of the inner solar system to like make contact and in from their little ship and the little ship's gonna come up next to a really, really big ship and then they're <laughs> gonna go inside and they're gonna <laughs> knock on the door. This is now this permeates science fiction to the point where you have to then do the next thing on top of that. You know Which is anything right like the examples that i put here in my notes saying you know rama by clark and that's sort of like it's a it's an abandoned spaceship and there aren't any uh, there aren't other uh, aliens in there's there. nobody there and the reason why it's there is it coming to pick up specimens and the people who go out there then representing earth you know mm-hmm. actually whoever is doing the first contact that they are they become a representative of earth is that's all always there throughout uh, uh, science fiction first contact yes um eon by greg bear very similar to rama that they go up they're a big rotating spacecraft and they go in and there's this big chamber and then they go into the next one and there's another chamber and they go into the next thing and another chamber you know um peter f hamilton was totally taking you know he was totally doing rama and eon when he's doing his uh in that what's that the salvation yeah. um trilogy whenever yeah. they first go into that you know into that uh he, he was doing his version of that um but in eon they get to the final chamber and there's no end to the chamber. It's oh. actually like a, a a portal that goes on into eternity. I think the second book is even called Eternity. Ooh. Eon is you go into it. And it's a great reveal, which I've just spoiled for everyone now. But it's a fantastic thing that you go in, you go, chamber one, mm, it's pretty good. And they get through to chamber seven and they go, all right. And then where's chamber eight? And they're like, don't know, we haven't got to the end of this infinite wormhole that just keeps going on. And oh, down no. as you go down Humans the wormhole. Humans can't deal with infinity well. Well, as, actually, as you go down the wormhole, yeah. you're also kind of going back in time. Of Yes. That you can travel anyway it's an interesting thing um peter watts in um in uh, blindsight he's not just doing that oh it's also like aliens with gribbly aliens like you turn up and there's some dangerous aliens there's some good aliens or whatever he's throwing you know peter watts is throwing in space vampires and then also like the psychology uh, yeah all the psychology and the yeah. blindsight and there's are the aliens there or not you can you see them when are they moving you know that you mm. you have to do now if you're going if you're going to do this you have to do so much more and maybe the last astronaut did something with a twist and clever we didn't get to uh, it didn't get to that far yeah. and what about hail mary hail mary project yeah it's also that's another kind of take on this book which is which that did do some new stuff but again yeah. very much first contact yeah. and you've got to work out the language and how to communicate in this book they kind of sidestep it like oh yeah they showed me some pictures of the home planet and i showed them a picture of earth and we're like nod at each other and let's get on our way you know that's the actual first contact part where they actually, when they meet the intelligent yeah, that's alien in the last 
last two pages. It's a postscript. It's like an epilogue. I was <laughs> like, like, wait, we could have done this. I want more. Of that. So our yeah. uh, my friend on um, on Goodreads here, uh, 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 Tom, who rated three stars. Yeah, it is. This is the thing that felt most dated mm. to me. Put aside all the writing and the you know the sexism. But, I mean, there's hardly any sexism. No, but the, the one mention the, the of woman is, is very sexist, yeah. very. Um, and all the you know, Vietnam references and the Cold War paranoia and all that kind of stuff. The thing that feels most dated is that you get to the end of the book and go, oh, is that it? And you're like, yeah. yeah. The, when people were writing science fiction for the first time, you could write this book and it would be influential and groundbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. But someone had to have written the basic version of this story. And this is... Yeah. This is here. Yeah. And so then you, someone else can write Rendezvous with Rama and then somebody else can write Eon and then, you know, Peter Hamilton can get around and when he does his piss take of that um, as one of the short stories in the, uh, you know, with the the mission into that thing, mm-hmm. you know, he did in one of the, what is it, the, the Canterbury Tales slash Hyperion kind of thing. <laughs> and he's he's playing with these different, like one of them is a police procedural, yep. one of them's a this, and yeah, one yeah, of them's yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a cyberpunk thing, and one of them's this. And then one of them is like big dumb object let's go out and explore although we know there's aliens on it but you they still do that big rotating spaceship thing let's go and explore it chamber by chamber yeah um i think this this what you just said uh about this uh, uh you you read all the all the way to the end and then you you have the feeling like wait that that's it that is what i struggled with this book the most because um i read it and it was it's not difficult to read. It is sometimes a bit, a bit draggy and a bit a lot of. Yeah, the pacing is off. I think because we have to read what they are lecturing them yeah, and yeah, all these yeah. kind of things get in the way. And there's sometimes there's just not a, a lot happening. Yeah, and there's a lot of pre-first contact in this book. I think I would sus- describe it as three quarters or even more pre-first contact yeah and then the the in the last two pages last, yeah in the last let's say two chapters yeah you or then, less yeah. or less you then actually have the first contact that you wanted this to read more about yeah because in the end like the the, the story when they actually have the contact with the aliens is gruesome and really like body horror weird yeah but I wanted to read more about the actual, like, yeah, yeah. The actual... There's a story. There's more story going on here, but so much of that middle part of the book is going. It's like subpar alien kind of like you know, like horror alien where like one person dies and then they're getting chased around and then they go into a cubby hole and then the next yeah. one dies and then there's a and counter attack. We have an autopsy. Yeah, an autopsy. You know, and it's like oh. Yeah, all of that is is fine, but it that middle section, which yeah. it's actually doing maybe something new, or maybe that's the thing that felt pulpy or whatever. Mm. And then at the end, they're like, "Oh, we're running out of word count in the magazine. This is published. Can you wrap it up quickly?" Like, "Oh, great, like that." Yeah. So I think most of the patient the pacing issues come from it being written in three sections and yes. then being imbalanced. very very noticeable. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think there's the first half of this book, like like uh, um, was it Tom on Goodreads said, mm. I think is very strong. And then, but that's all my memory was. And then I was like, when do the blanket aliens turn up? Although in this book, they're called carpet, carpet. aliens. Uh, and so, but that's yeah, it's, really just in the last Yeah, so right, right at the end, I was like, like, oh, all the memorable stuff happened in like the first yeah, 20 pages and the last 20 pages. I was really looking forward to the, the carpet blanket aliens. And then there's this much aliens. in the middle. There's like 50, 50, 60 pages. I mean, the whole book is what? 
uh, what's this like 200 200 pages yeah so the first the, the first 50 pages are really good yeah the last 50 pages is pretty good yeah and then there's this middle section which is all the no don't do anything too dangerous no we're going in oh we're yeah. going into this cubby hole we're yeah. going to check out this thing what's the engineering here and it and it really drags in the middle yes um, which so is a pity much. and and i was so excited to read about the blanket alien because i like the idea of a blanket alien in yeah. this book actually it's a carpet alien and it acts like a dog and it literally is like yeah, a, guard a, dog, a, a thing that runs towards you and wraps you in in itself and you yeah. can you can pet it and stuff but it didn't live up to the billing did it no, no, not really. and also no just I, not enough of it yes, I, I know it was this. a really good thing but I only ever used that as a, an identifier yeah, to say it's, like it's because memorable. what's the bad aliens oh yeah there's an alien which is kind of like uh, spider like and it's got big fangs or whatever oh, like I, I couldn't remember I, it I, I kind of thought it was like a you know these um, it always seemed to me like these um how do you in rochen in german these these big floaty um fish that are like triangle shapes yeah manta rays manta rays yeah i thought because it's got a spike on it it yeah. has a spike but and it's, it has it's these... it's like the face hugger alien it's like the small yeah, there's like the small alien that comes and out and has tentacles and or i something? kept on waiting for the like the boss the boss uh, level alien to yeah. come out like what's the big one yeah that, these are the small version of it. anyway what i do like really like about this book though is some of the writing This guy, James White, can yeah. t he has got some fun turns of uh, phrase. Oh, yes. And it's very, very well written. Here's, here's one thing that actually made me laugh. Um, this is chapter three. So they've just set off. Time pass. And these are, these are was it three people three in people one Apollo? On each, yeah. yeah. And P, P1 and P3. Yeah. Uh, P1 and P2. Yeah. So it goes, time passed. Their education grew while Earth and the apparent size of their vehicle shrank. When the bulk heads pressed in on them too closely, they took turns going outside, treating incipient claustrophobia with threatened ag agoraphobia. Yeah. <laughs> And it keeps on going like that. You're like, oh, that's actually yeah. some really good... Um, Uh, earth and the apparent size of their vehicle shrank and i'm like that's perfect because earth gets smaller but also the the you walls yeah. start closing in and, and these and vehicles were small they were in like three grown men yeah and it well, we've felt seen, like we've seen apollo 13 like, like we know what we it know felt the like size. they were like literally like the soyuz capsule yeah this bit more space yeah. maybe but like roughly that apollo 13 because yeah. these are like apollo ca they're not apollo capsules but and, like and they the are how long in there like months right yeah. like six months or something yeah, like 100 days or something to get yeah, out yeah, there yeah. really long and time. and it must and <laughs> it describes how the people smell at some point and yeah. it's it's like he this is why i kept reading it because this is why i uh it wasn't at any point a question for me to finish this book mm. because of the writing yeah, you just go straight it, through. even though it was in the middle where it said oh, oh. yeah it is uh, this is chapter 12 in the general confusion of the past few hours McCulloch had forgotten one very important fact and that was the effect of explosive decompression on an unprotected human or unhuman body as soon as it was exposed to space the soft almost flat underside of the ET swelled like a great lumpy football and burst wetly <laughs> uh, nothing could have done in the way of the Postmortem that could have made the alien look worse than it did just then. And by the time he reached P2 with it, he was looking forward to investigating this completely strange life form. So, um, yeah, it's. Yeah. It, he it, then takes this thing yeah. and takes it into this capsule that is already small yeah. and smelly and, and then just does like, oh, an oh, autopsy on it. So I'm just saying, like, 
And on a like a paragraph by paragraph basis, yeah. the writing is really good. I thought the characters weren't great; they weren't very well written. No, but at least there was interesting stuff going yes, on. Yes, I them. up until the end, I did not. I I knew who McCulloch was. Yeah, the main character was the main characters. Uh, but the other the other men there yeah. they they were six men yeah. and they had names and I recognized the names three I, of, were... three of them stood out and the other three were interchangeable yes. cannon fodder yeah there was and there was the doctor there was the physicist and there was the main commander yeah. and then three pilots who 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 gives who a shit also like did who, something. who cares about those guys and these these characters were not not particularly well described so at the end when stuff happened i, I totally lost count of mm. who is still which one is with which, us yeah. and who is what doing whatever but i thought it was good because again all of it's about the psychology of them yeah and it's told from the point of view of someone who is the psychologist and then is kind of in charge after the well, main the main guy the, like the main commander and then he's the second in charge but he's but he's using his psychology powers for like evil but also for good because yeah. he wants to get them through there <laughs> yeah but that the that the main commander kind of loses it and is doesn't stay in control is like that's going straight back to the vietnam things so yeah. like oh no the the soldiers and the grunts should know best you, you, that you read out that he's a very much of a pacifist kind of person no he, no he, it's, it's not that he's a pacifist it says that he ab he abhorred violence or and that so uh, so the, the, the only yeah. gun that turns up did they uh, that was a really great moment when they're like we're sending you supplies oh and send us spare spacesuits because we're down to like three there's six <laughs> yeah. of us and there's only oh, yeah. three spacesuits that was such a uh, fun <laughs> and so they're like okay we're going to send it and then and then they said oh and we unwrapped the spacesuit and somebody thought hey it would be really good if we send these people a gun so they they shoved a gun into the spacesuit but the but the the rocket had come out from earth at yeah. such high g's it was like sustained 15 g's or something yeah and so the, the the gun that they'd put into the spacesuit to help them out, like surreptitiously, had ripped the spacesuit a spacesuit and then like oh great so the supply came we didn't have a, any spare spacesuit and also we had a gun with no bullets in it and then they're like great <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so it's like this kind of thought process of you know they 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 had uh, two good spacesuit left because the others got ripped and they needed just one more or two more and then somebody who works as yeah. a, like at a nasa packing at NASA the stuff, yeah. thought it was a good idea yeah it wasn't it was terrible but it's i like, love it it's it, it's literally oh. a, a one sentence thing to say yeah. we'd waited two months yeah. or we'd waited a month or whatever it was mm. for this spaceship to arrive with a spare spacesuit and we, that's all we wanted was a spare space some water or something so to get us because they had to ferry people back and they needed a spacesuit that fit just needed a spare spacesuit and yeah. we could solve the problem and somebody put a gun in a rip so we couldn't use it anymore on with the story and you're like oh no oh no <laughs> yeah that's not great yes. now there's some fun things in yeah. this book again some of the satire is very good and the writing and is very good yeah. but the story doesn't the pacing is off because yeah. it's a fix-up novel or it's yeah. you know it's a a, a, a plod the plodding middle of the book yeah which whatever series it was written and collected together mm -hmm. in serial is form noticeable is noticeable and then the datedness of it because like you say you're waiting for that big twist at the end like all oh, right what's the big twist and you just wait and you wait and you wait and then stuff does happen at the end yeah and you're like oh it's as the main character deduced <laughs> the end and you're like oh no it should be as the main character deduced and then and then, and then there's and then, the next and then, thing and then, and then he did deduce the it perfectly contact. but there was this other factor and then they discover that factor and then they go into this compartment and they learn this and then that reveals this and no it wasn't it was just like oh and as the main character deduced the end and yeah. you're like 
oh, I could have done. I could have done with either like 50 less pages in the middle and then 50 and more, more pages the, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, hello and goodbye. Yeah. So star rating for this book, which again, meme status, we can put this out of our head. We never have yes. to read. We never have to talk about blanket aliens ever again. But my love for blanket aliens was was not stated. still there. Oh, you liked the blanket aliens? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. You know, you can use them, wrap your wrap yourself up for the, when you or fall asleep. The one asleep. guy who gets obsessive and like, I yeah. need to wear them all the time. And, and then he they, they're on his thighs and he everywhere. Trains, he trains himself he with five of them. He becomes a fur person. Yeah, to yeah. Get, he makes himself a suit out of blanket aliens they to become, keep himself. They become um, these, um, how they call these animals, these um, that you can have, uh, comfort animals. Yeah, comfort animals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a total comfort animal. Yeah. And it looks great. It feels like a very... Uh, low hassle pet if i could have that i would take it a zero gravity blanket alien absolutely give it to me okay get you a fur coat yeah but it doesn't a then, helium filled fur coat but it doesn't then come towards you and wags its tail i'll, I'll get kind a, of. i'll get a fur coat <laughs> and uh, and put a kitten put in some... it <laughs> <laughs> okay so rating for the book from you um 2.5? Okay, 2.5 stars. Is that? Yeah, I'll Does give it. Does it sound like? Yeah, I'll give it. Thing is, I'm going to give it more than that, purely for nostalgia reasons. Right. Because like this is this is a book that I've thought about a lot, and revisiting it was feeling like, oh yeah, this is the kind of books that I, you know, as I said They're before, used to read. I would go into every charity book, every, every charity shop every what they call it, goodwill store as you call them in america okay. and i'd go over to the book section and i would look through and find any book with a spaceship or an alien and it on does the front. have spaceships and, and does, astronauts has, it does have it there spaceship and astronauts uh, and then i would buy that book for 50 pence this was a U united kingdom two pound 50 when it was published this is the 90s reprint version of it yeah um so i would say to other people like if you're in if you're wanting a little blast from the past if you first you need to get it. First you need to get it. But, you know, this was €7.50 in a second-hand store. Yeah. The first editions, someone emailed me. That's what I just found in the email. Someone found a, a copy of it for, like... Oh, the first edition. No, I think I'd mentioned previously that on Amazon, the only the only edition that I could find was, like, €190. Oh, yes. Euros. Of course. Um, What's also worth always uh, looking up is libraries, by the yeah. way, guys. Libraries generally also... This book, this book is way too old. Like, the, this probably never had a, depend, hard, a hard cover no. print. It totally depends really? on libraries because, for example, the German, the big German library yeah. has, for example, to keep all publications. Okay, do and they so stock paperback books or only hardcover books? Most libraries mm. would, wouldn't stock books like this anymore. Well, I'm just saying that's it's just maybe. it's just a general thing. Maybe in the UK, it might be just a bit of a like a, a throwaway book kind yeah. of thing. All right then. Good. So, what's your what's your rating then? Well, I'll give it more. So let's round it up to three stars. Okay. Yeah. Three stars. Yeah. Three. It's a three star book. Again, it's probably not a three star book. It's a three star book for us from the reading excitement and nostalgia and uh, you interest. heard how much yeah. critiques we had. Yeah. So no, no. But I'm like, for me, it was interesting to read a book which was very 1967, <laughs> oh, yeah. 1968. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. to like to a fault. Like yeah. it's like I I wonder what people are going to read from now like what are the books mm. in fact i can just bring up that list here what is it list of joint winners like when people read um the ancillary justice the stone sky and the calculating scars and network stars and network effect mm. like these mid 
like you know like what's that 2014 through like this this period here which you could say like the late 60s and now we could say the same thing here sort of like the late like 20 teens 2010s um like what what are the themes what are the things that are going to pop up that i know exactly what they are because we've been talking about them recently you know it's all that you know all the crazy gender stuff coming to the floor people being in your head yeah yeah like carrying along other personalities in your head yeah um robots becoming humans and people falling in love with those robots and uh, i mean that's that's been always that's been there for a long time i'm just saying there's some some things now that are coming out more mm-hmm. um uh which has always been there and like alien contact has always been there but this you know the way that it's written about is different is fe- this book like felt very 1967 1968 yeah and i think there's some books which we're gonna look back on and go oh right yeah that's definitely from 2015 like yeah, 2015 to 2020 and then yeah. like what's going to be the main themes for the next five six seven years because yeah. there will be new themes come out because yeah, sure. we can't can't keep At reading some books point we're where... gonna have to read about pandemics yeah, maybe it's going to be about pan- actually the book that I'm going to, the machine hood, there's the pandemic years. Weirdly enough, the pandemic years are in the 2040s rather than the 20, 2020s. Yes, where they, they oh. were. What? I mean, 2019. No, if the, if the book is set in 2090, you oh, can right, go yes. back a generation, you can go back yeah. 50 years and there's a pandemic years in the 2040s. Either way, it doesn't matter. Um, but yes, the, it could be that. But I'm just saying, like, all the, you know, what we're talking about before about people inside other's heads and mix, mixing mm-hmm. genders and pronouns and all the stuff that we went into in the last. In the in in the last episode when we were talking about Phoenix Extravagant, which I think is actually that was a a bad example of that because the other books by Yoon Ha Lee are much better examples of that. Yes, and, and then and that book felt like and I've got a story I want to tell, and I'm just going to put a a, a non a non binary gender right, character. We don't in the main have to one. go back into that, but no. I I I'm not sure about all the others by. James White, uh, I have, this is my only exposure to Yeah, to again, him. I think I've read like one of his, either a short story by him or some of his, uh, one of his novels or something. These sector general novels, how many of them are are there? There's, uh, yeah, there's like books in Quite the series, like there's like 12 books in that. Yeah. Hospital Surgeon, Star Surgeon, Major Operation, Ambulance Ship, Sector General, Star Healer, Code Blue Emergency, The Genocidal Healer, mm, The Galactic okay. Gourmet, Final Diagnosis, Mind Changer and Double Contact. And um, so, yeah, <laughs> so I, again, I just, I just know that I have read one or two of those. Yeah. All right. Um, they, they were first published from 1957 all the way up to 1999. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, he had a, quite a long writing career. Nice. So he was around. That's cool. I'm. Uh, You're flagging a bit? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we've now we, got to go over to your parents' place. You live do. just around the corner. Uh, yes. We've got an hour and a half to get around there. So we I'm going to I'm gonna now post to this podcast. Our Pfannkuchen. Yeah. And uh, Zekt. Yeah, I went That's to the, the supermarket tradition. this morning and there was a massive queue for uh, fan cook and just donuts, like jam donuts yeah. or sugar donuts. Yeah. Um, Berliners, they're co- in other parts of Germany, they're called Berliners, but in Berlin, in Berlin they're Berlin. called fan Yeah, um, it's a Berlin-Brandenburg uh, tradition. New Year's Eve tradition. we picked up somehow after moving here. Mm-hmm. Never done that before, really, but... You know, it's fun. All right, so let's wrap up this podcast. Thank you yes. a lot for our Patreon supporters. Oh, I mentioned all this at the start. Become our friends yes. on Goodreads. You can actually join in with us and we, we read the uh, the posts on the Goodreads group, the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. Email me, luke at juggler.net. And uh, I wish I could have given credit to the person who worked out what this book was. But If you were better prepared. Yeah, if you email it to me, it would have been there. And if you had, um, if you send me, send me a message on Twitter, it just falls into the... Into I think the it was an email. Great beyond. Well, I just anyway. searched for it and it's okay. Over. Happy 
Happy New, New Year, Year, everyone. We'll see you Thank some... you so much for sticking with us. Yeah, we'll see you for some for more episodes the bad next week. And good episodes. Next year and next week. We're just talking over each other loads in this podcast. We've got to stop doing that. Okay. All right, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Fireworks. <laughs>